Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to Rugged Theology. I am your host, Adam Diamond, and we are back with one last episode this year, uh, especially considering <laughs> next year is only just next week. It's not very far away. I think Matt's trying to hold back a pun or something. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So see you next year. <laughs> see you next year. Um, not yet. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, so we got Matt Leahy. <laughs> well, as long, as long as I'm not throwing up because, you know, some yes. sort of some sort of virus has been making its way through our office and our city <laughs> Matt, matt's having flashbacks yeah yeah <laughs> let's change the subject and to get into the matter at hand <laughs> all right yeah this is not a medical podcast this is a spiritual podcast <laughs> all right guys um i just wanted to have you on real quickly and you know talk for for our listeners about how do we go about this christmas season um the holiday season whatever you want to call it going into the new year and a lot of people are facing some stressful times this time of year it's not all joy and celebration some people get bad news um, some people find their finances stressful especially now when we look at inflation and everything after covid um, so what is there to rejoice and how do we find a way to rejoice this season as you know we look to the fact that you know christ came he came to die what how do we encourage our people to rejoice when they when they lack reason to from their perspective that's a that's a really interesting question a really good question uh, and I, I think you hit it spot on uh, i think when you look at the calendar year uh, december can be uh, you know some of the most difficult weeks that the the year has to offer uh, there's a lot of pressure that goes into uh, yeah the end of the year um, bills pile up and people will, will see it come you know january when that first credit card statement comes out but then there's you know, for others, there's the loss of loved ones. There's anniversaries of of, of loss. There's seasonal depression. You know, you know, for a season that looks like it's supposed to be marked with joy and celebration, it, it's actually for a lot of people, it's quite painful. So we can't discount the fact that this time of the year it can be hard and can feel like a joyless season. Uh, and but you know, as we talk about how do we find joy right now, uh, my mind immediately goes to James. Uh, in the book of James in chapter one, uh, it says, you know, to consider it all joy when you encounter trials of many kinds. And that's, that's a bit of a weird thing to, to say, like, how do you count it joy when you're in the midst of a trial? And, and essentially, James, what James is getting at when he says that is, is he's, he's saying that from a Christ perspective. Because uh, as, as a guy who once doubted his, his brother, who rejected him as Messiah and Savior and came to saving faith later on, he knew what it was like to go through the, the, the inner turmoil and then to come to the other end with his eyes firmly fixed on Christ. And so for, for James, what he's saying is, he's like, as you're going through the trial, you have to keep Christ at the forefront because there, there is no joy in the trial itself. I mean, life can be hard. Life throws you curveballs. Um, but it's what the trial produces. And he goes on and says, steadfastness, endurance, perseverance. You become and you look more like Christ as you go through the trial. You're, you're made more into the image of Christ. And so now, let's bring this back. All right, Matt, so what? You know, my, my loved one has passed on. This is the anniversary of his or her death. 
you know, I'm, I'm knee deep in debt. How do I find joy in that trial? And I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so he doesn't have an answer to that question. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think to, to tap onto what Matt's saying, I think what you're talking about, Adam, for our listening audience is how does the world find joy at a time when the world literally quite, quite literally over the last 30 days and even over the next two days into New Year's, we'll spend billions upon billions of dollars mm. trying to buy happiness, peace, family, belonging, friendship. We, we'll plan get-togethers and, and, and New Year's Eve parties. We've had turkey dinners and all that. And, and that's celebrated in various forms around planet Earth. And yet, how do you do that when, as you said, we have multiple wars raging, we have inflation, we have starvation, we have unknown diseases, we have rising influenza, a recurrence of COVID, respiratory diseases, we have political tension, we have ideological tensions, we have social media bullying, we have a suicide rate that is the highest, I think, since we started measuring it. How do you, how do you deal with all of this? And from the from a person who says, I don't believe in Jesus, but I need to have joy. Christmas is the answer. It's not meant to be cliche. The angel showed up and said to the world, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And it wasn't in your circumstances. It was actually in the form of a person. Well, I mean, Steve, you were mentioned earlier that uh, just this past Sunday, you preached on the shepherds rejoicing. Right. And you mentioned earlier they have nothing in their circumstances changed. Right. The shepherds are the ones that are out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. In a first century world, they're considered scum. Mm. You know, in a first century world, they couldn't testify in court. They are eking out a meager existence, just like so many of people in Newfoundland and Labrador across Canada, living paycheck to paycheck, trying to make ends meet, trying to keep their spouses happy, trying to raise their children, trying, trying, trying. And then angels appear out of nowhere and say, we bring you good news. They go and they believe it. They go and they, they find Mary and Joseph and this baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. And they're re they leave rejoicing and leave rejoicing to go where? back to their existence. And yet nothing changed and yet everything changed, which is my second part of the answer that I think Matt was trying to, to tap into about James. Mm. The reason James, the half-brother of Jesus, can say, count it all joy when you face these various trials is because now you're not facing them, A, alone. B, you're not facing them without meaning. And most importantly, you're not dealing with life without hope. Here's the deal. Why do we face all of this? Why do we lose loved ones? Why is death and taxes the only two inevitable things in our, in our world that we can all kind of agree on? Why do we try to avoid death? Why do we try to pacify it? It's because if you don't believe in God and in Jesus Christ, then this world is as good as it gets. This is literally your best life now. It is. Mm. But if you believe in Jesus Christ... And that Romans chapter 8, that all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose, mm -hmm. as God works out that purpose in an imperfect world where every human being is flawed and the world itself is flawed, then we find our joy knowing 
My life is meaningful, no matter how long or short it is. The, the, the life and the purpose of this world has an end game yeah. and there is something beyond it. And the reason we feel things like anxiety and depression, the reason we feel things like fear and apprehension is because instinctively everything in us tells us this is not the way life should be. Yeah. And Jesus mm-hmm. comes along and says, you're exactly right. I will fix it and I will give you hope beyond your 50, 60, 70, 80 years of living. Mm-hmm. That's what gives Christians hope and peace and joy. And by the way, instead of Christians having this and fighting over stuff, our calling is to go tell a whole world that they can have hope and joy and peace in the midst of suffering. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, Steve, um, because people can get bad news. We know people who have gotten bad news this season already. We know of people who have lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. And you said, you mentioned this earlier, and it's so true. Does The bad circumstances that we come across in this season doesn't change who God is. Doesn't mean he doesn't keep his promises. Doesn't mean it's not still true. Doesn't mean he's not faithful. I mean, yes, it, it changes how Christmas is going to feel. It changes how the season's going to feel, um, how you might celebrate things. But it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change the reality that he came to die to give peace to mankind, to make reconciliation possible between him and the Father. It doesn't change all that. And that gives you that sense of joy, that sense of peace, that, you know, that calming feeling when you, when you go through these trials, knowing that you don't have to have it all together because your Father in heaven does. Uh, you know, and again, I know for myself as a, as a regular guy who is married with children and grandchildren and by no means is my life put together. I have fears and anxieties and challenges and struggles. What I can't imagine is here's, you know, it's funny. People will often ask me, how can you believe in Jesus? And I have to be honest. I'm like, how, how can you not? How do you face this world? without believing in a God who is all-powerful and yet amazingly patient and loving, who cares about us, who doesn't turn his back on us, and even through the hurt and the suffering on planet Earth, has a plan, has always had one, to make things right. And that death is not the end of me. In many ways, death is the beginning And that, you know, I love it that these glimpses of hope that we get in this life is almost like when you go to the movies and you see trailers, previews of coming attractions. You know, we live this life and it's almost previews of something better that's coming. So you know what? That motivates me to be a better man. Motivates me to be a better husband, a better father, a better grandfather. Motivates me to be a better human being to planet Earth. It motivates me to want to care for people and be patient. And yet... Even as a pastor and you guys as pastors of churches you're trying to get started, the one thing that Christmas does for pastors that I think very few people understand is it helps us realize just how inadequate we are, how great the needs are that we're never going to meet. And yet the only thing that can give us hope is God doesn't call us to fix planet Earth, but he calls us to be part of the fix. Yeah. I think the other thing too, like as one of the things is I, as we've gone through, we're, we're now ending 2023. And as I look back the last four months, six months, you know, from a personal perspective, even a ministry perspective, 
Like when, when I look at where does my joy come from, uh, it, it, it should ultimately be found in Christ. Mm. And I, I, like I, I look to Jesus, my Savior, my God, my King, my Lord, as the one who has gone through trial after trial, difficulty after difficulty, circumstance, situation, whatever you want to call it. He died, was buried, rose again. He was victorious, triumphant over the grave, sin, and death. And so my joy, coming back to James, I can take his success, his victory, and bring it into my life in a way because I know that in my failings, like Stevie just mentioned, I can now lean upon and run to and embrace Christ because of what he did. And that just, like you said, it bring, it gives you hope. It gives you the assurance that you're not running that race like Hebrews 11 without, you know, someone who hasn't, who can't cheer you on because Christ has gone before you and he has run that race. And so there's amazing joy to be found in that. And you guys are answering, it's great. You're answering your questions I already had <laughs> as we go through this conversation. So we've got about four minutes left. This is going to be a shorter podcast, but, uh, what are some ways that we can look forward going into the new year to glorify God? You know, Steve, we just had the conversation at our staff meeting. You know, how do we finish well? And not even just as pastors, but as Christians. And you, you had a, a great thing there, making it real practical, Steve. Like, it's because of Christ I can I care about being a good steward mm-hmm. of you know, my finances, the planet that he's given me to live on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because of Christ I care about other people. So how do we go into 2024 regardless of what news we've gotten, regardless of what stresses we face, even as pastors or just, you know, the average Christian, how do we go in glorifying God into the new year? I I put this out on social media today. I think one of the greatest things, remember, Paul told the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Notice it wasn't rejoice in your circumstances always. And again, I say it was rejoice in the Lord always. He would tell the Thessalonians, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But then the writer of the Psalms starts Psalm, the whole uh, hymn book of Psalms in Psalm 1 with, Blessed is the man or woman who meditates in the law of the Lord, which is a fancy expression for basically gets into God's word. So how do you want to start 2024? Here's the one thing I can guarantee. I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet. I can guarantee you this. For some people, 2024 is going to be amazing. And for others, it's not. We're going to face valleys and mountaintop experiences, successes and failures. Here's the thing. As a Christian, will I rejoice in the Lord no matter my circumstances because Christ has my destiny sealed? Will I be thankful for the good and the bad, because both teach me humility and patience and, and perseverance, as Matthew talked about in James. And will I cling to God and his word and be in community? One of the things, even a 17, 18 minute podcast with the three of us, just talking about this has an effect, not just on our audience, but on the three of us. That's right. I'm trying to give you guys hope. You're trying to give me hope. The biggest thing I would tell my audience out there, especially young pastors, young church planters, whatever, get yourselves in community. Have a posse that love you, pray for you, that can get in your face. You can cry with and laugh with and all that. And for anybody out there that's listening because they are supporters of Mile One or they're curious about what we're doing, let me say more than anything, make 2024 the year you read God's Word the year you pray, and the year you are in community, because that will be a great, great defense 
to keep you humble when everything goes right and keep you joyful when things seem to go wrong. Doesn't that just take the pressure off though? Like, yes. Well, I mean, think about it. when we think about like, how can I you know glorify God? Mm-hmm. How can I give my best offering? How can I advise, read your Bible, pray yeah. every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. <laughs> there is truth to that song. Yeah. Though. And if you do it, not because you have to, but you do it because that's the source of your relationship and your power that will make you much more successful in reading your Bible, praying every day. You got any quick words of advice, Matt, going into 2024? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. (laughs) Where? Down in my heart. (laughs) Amen. And if the devil doesn't like you, he can sit on a tack. And on that note, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for listening to this quick podcast. But we just wanted to give you um, something to think about as you go into the new year, especially if you've had a hard time, it's been stressful. Uh, God willing, we'll have a lot of episodes lined up for next year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with us. And as Steve said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and God bless you. Amen. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.